Hello, this is your self-help podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive. With insights for personal branding, personal development, publishing, and interviews with young entrepreneurs. Now here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Yeah, hello. Today's podcast episode, we want to look at a different subject altogether and look at talent, passion, and inspiration in writing career. I have with me Jeremiah Boabing, a motivational speaker and an author. And uh, he says he's a knowledge entrepreneur. That's what, what we really like about, about him as uh, embodiment of knowledge and wisdom. Jeremiah, good to have you here. Thank you, Bernard. And how are you doing? Very good. Good to know. Um, let's get started right away. And we just want to know you a little bit more personally. Tell us, who is Jeremiah Boabing? Well, um, I'm Jeremiah. I'm a 20, 25-year-old young man who simply believes that Life is about purpose. Life is about making a difference in life. And I will make my own difference in life by inspiring and encouraging others to also make a difference. Um, I come from a very ordinary background. My mom is a trader. My dad is a plumber. Um, I basically have five siblings. Um, my kid brother is nine in the University of Kyoko studying computer science and a few others also pursuing improving themselves. Um, I like food a lot. That's what I love to eat. And if I'm not eating food, I'm reading a book. So that's a little about me. Uh, let's get you. You said you just come from what do you want to say a very humble home or humble beginning. Uh, how do you get started? How do you discover your talents in, in speaking in the speaking field? Well, I I developed a hunger for knowledge at a very early age in my life. Uh, around the, in, around class three, class four, I was already reading newspapers. I read a lot. There were times that I would actually smuggle books to the backyard to read alone. So that hunger for knowledge exposed me to successful people, to men of and women of fame and influence, and I became very interested in them and their words, the things that they said about life, about the future, about success. And I, I studied their quotes a lot. And as I read, I read uh, widely, I realized that my interest was becoming more and more focused on the area of success, motivation, personal development, human capital development. And uh, one particular book that made me resolve that I want to spend my life encouraging people, I want to spend my life empowering people to become better than they are, is the book. Seven Habits by Stephen R. Covey. After I finished reading Seven Habits, I realized that I wanted to do the kind of thing that Stephen Covey is doing. I want to encourage people. I want to teach people wisdom. I want to share with them knowledge that can enable them to take charge of their lives and build the kind of that, that life that they want. So right at the age of 16, 17, I had an idea, a clear idea of that if whatever I become in life, being a motivational speaker is going to become a very major part of it. So, so that um, it got started with your desire to learn to and learn. read. Exactly. And you started reading newspapers and books. And you, you may mention that the, the turning point was when you read the book Seven, the seven Habits, Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. I, I, think, I think that that turning point didn't happen just with that book. But that book became the climax of that turning point. Because before I read Seven Habits, I'd read uh, Youth Power by my mentor, not my mentor, Yao Pebi. And 
and uh, youth power actually made me very excited. Actually, I read youth power for about five times. I mean, within the period of 2009, I read youth power for about five five times. No, 2003 and 2006, I read youth power for about five five times. So it excited me. Then I read The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. Uh, it also really brought increased the excitement. But when I read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, it made me decide that this is my calling. This is what I want to spend the rest of my life doing. Let's look at the, uh, what you call callings, giftings, and talents. That uh, you started by reading and discovering that you can there's something within you, and you wanted to become a motivational speaker. And so we find that that is, is your calling. The question is, how do one discover his or her gifts or talents? Um, I think carrying that, that I think that uh, the process of self-discovery is indeed a process and not an event. So it doesn't happen once. It doesn't happen just in the blue. A number of things go into finding your calling, finding your place in life. But we can organize it in this way. One, passion. The things that excite you, the things that make you go crazy, the things that make you angry, the things that hold your attention, is an indicator of what God has called you to do. So if God has called you to be a footballer, you'll not be interested in healing ministry, because that's not your calling. If God has called you to be an artist, you like painting, you'll not be interested in engineers. So naturally, the things that you're excited about, the things that you pay attention to, it's an indicator of your calling. So like I said, I became very interested in success early. And I, I was very interested in inspirational quotes and wise statements for men. I, I think that before I, I went to high school, I compiled about 300 inspirational quotes. So it was something that, that I was really interested in. So that was my passion. I was interested in wisdom. I was and to the point, what is your favorite quote now? I think that my favorite quote now is the quote by John Legend. We are a generation that cannot afford to wait. The future began yesterday and we are already late. I think that for, the, for me, since 2009, that has been my favorite quote. And it's going to be my favorite quote probably to the year 2016 and then something else. <laughs> because I, I feel that my interest in that quote is because of the season in yeah, which I am. So maybe in another season, I'll be interested in another quote. And not that one. Okay, now to your writing career, how did you get started in writing? Well, interestingly, I interestingly I started writing. I think that the gift for writing was the most prominent gift that emerged in me whilst I was growing up. Because at the age of fifteen, I was writing so well, so well that my teachers could actually put my writings in the school magazine. So. I, I, I think that writing began this way. I was doing very well in English in basic school, in, in junior high school, doing extremely well in English. So um, I paid a little more attention to my essays, read a lot, and wrote a lot of essays. So when I went to high school, I began student journalism, writing about current affairs going into school, student leadership, student lifestyle, and stuff. Eventually moved on to write even poetry. So... Um, for writing, I never even initially, I never even saw it as a talent. I was just something I liked doing, and I continued to do. So actually, I wrote my first book in high school, 
just that I never published it, so officially I don't count as my first book. But that's how my writing so began. Would you say that the, your hunger for knowledge and reading led to the habit of writing, as you said, that our readers are leaders and leaders are writers in, in that sense? I think that for my life as a whole, it has been defined one, by one thing a hunger for knowledge. I think that for my life entirely, every aspect of my life has been heavily shaped by a certain desire in me to know more, to understand more, and to know more so that I can share with others. I think that that has been the the knowledge keyword of my life. Okay. Now you're speaking career. You said you started speaking at the age of 17. Yes, prob- probably, uh, probably earlier because I started speaking in second year in high school. And in second year in high school, I was around 16. I say 17 because in okay, I was around 16. 16, I was going around classroom speaking to my mates, speaking to my juniors, encouraging them, sharing quotes with them inspiring them to pursue excellence, to have a hunger for greatness. So around 16, I say 17 as my official, official period for starting speaking because that was, a, that was a time that I really spoke to a guarded audience mm-hmm, who had come mm-hmm. for purposely for a seminar. It was my final year in high school and we, we were doing what was called a peer counselors awareness program. And I had the opportunity to speak alongside some professionals on the subject of becoming a youth of influence. So I see that day as the official birth of my speaking career that uh, were you called upon to speak or it was an event organized by the school it was it was an event it was we had a group in school called peer counselors in academy and it was led by my very first mentor mrs shanfori who is now a phd it was my doctor doctor mrs shanfori and um we had a group of peer counselors and what we actually did was to counsel our own mates in school on various subject areas time management leadership attitude, academic excellence, talent development, personal growth, and all that. And we started an event then in that year um, known as um, Peer Counselors Awareness Program. So it was an event that we invited people from other schools, even including universities, to participate for us to deal with issues bordering youth development and, and human capital development. So um, the speakers included a, a a professional counselor, a pastor, and a few other professionals, and I was privileged to be the only student speaking alongside them. So I consider that day mm-hmm. as a part of my speaking career. All right. So uh, what what happened after that? That's that's particular day. What the outcome, the response, the feedback, and and well, how do you decide my, to my move in full time speaking? My first my the the response to my first time speaking in public was um, quite ambivalent. And many people were impressed that for a young person like that, I had an aspiration to become a motivational speaker. So there's a lot of impression there. Uh, the other side was that I, they say I spoke too fast. Probably <laughs> they were right, because speaking do. fast has been a, a thing with mm-hmm. me. So, but I wasn't really discouraged. I think that was, for me was a, good, was a good platform for me. So how did I decide to do speaking as a career? Well, when I left school, I said that I was very interested in speaking. So... Um, I chose to work as a teacher just so that speaking to young people every day will help me hone my public speaking skills. So I started. So that, that also gave me a platform to be constantly near young people, to have a platform to share ideas with young people, talk as to them a so, as a teacher. Mm, okay. So every now and then I was always um, speaking to young people. Then I started writing letters to churches 
between the periods of 2007-2008, wrote letters to churches come and speak to them. Some were very generous. They gave me their platform. I spoke very well. And they gave me... What would give you the edge to write letters to churches to do they want to use I, their platform to I speak with them? That, I, says, I think that... Another age. At that level, to another hunger came. And a hunger to deploy my gift. I felt that I had something to say. And that the world mm. needed to listen to me, what I had to say. So I wrote letters to churches around 18, 19, there about speaking to churches. There are some churches that I developed a very good relationship with for about two or three years. I was always speaking in that church at least once or twice every year. And then, and then I wrote letters to them. They gave me. But in 2009, I felt that I, I wanted to create my own platform. So in August 2009, I hosted my first event. It didn't do too well. Rains fell. The attendance was very low, but I didn't give up. In October, in August, we got about 20 people attending that event. In October, we hosted another event in Kassau, where I live. And we got about 120 people attending that event. So we, we did that. Then in 2010, we started hosting much, 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 much bigger events. And this is how far we have come. So you decided to create your own plat- speaking platform for create yourself, where own. you can get, get access to exactly. speak and empower people. Exactly. And <laughs> as a platform to also increase the visibility of my my speaking career. And what has been your greatest challenge on all these past seven years as a speaker? Well, what has been my greatest challenge as a speaker? What would I say? I, I think that there are many challenges, but I think that the greatest will be myself. Yourself. Myself. Yeah, that is. My, myself in the sense that there were times where I should have taken certain decisions. I think that I've been bold. I think that generally I've been very bold in life. I've attempted what many people, many people my age wouldn't have dared to do. But sometimes, some things that I didn't do, now with the benefit of hindsight, I know that I could have done them and I didn't do them. So I think that my greatest challenge has been myself. There, there have been other challenges that people think are great challenges, but for me, it don't matter to me. As, as, for example, public opinion, what others had to say. You are so young. What makes you think you can be a good motivational speaker? When you started then? Yeah. And now? And, and, well, I think that now there's been a lot of acceptance of my gifts. Proving that uh, you, you can... I can really do it. This. So I think that uh, now if somebody challenges what, what I do or say, it's because they've not really paid much attention to my work. But I think that my fruits, my works speak for themselves. But but then the challenge was with public opinion from your mates, your friends. What makes you think you can be a public speaker? And that was there. Resources, a lack of financial resources has also been a challenge. But mm. I, I I I I chose. I made a concrete decision that I want. I, I don't want to leave my destiny to, into someone's hands. So I'll do whatever mm-hmm. I can to grow the gift that God has given me. Now, what, what advice would you have for young uh, people or individuals who want to pursue career as a motivational speaker of your challenge experience in the past seven years? Well, if, 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 one, if one be a good speaker, if one be a good speaker, somebody can really affect lives. Honestly, I think that the most important relation we need to develop is the relation with the Holy Spirit. Honestly. Because... Being a motivational speaker has become a fanciful term to some people. But mm-hmm. it simply means that you are, you are an engineer and you are working on engines. But this time, these engines are not fiscal engines. They are human lives. And the only way that you can be sure that you are sharing things that are really real, are true, principle-centered, God-sanctioned, is to, be, to have a direct relationship with God. So I say this. I won't listen to a speaker who doesn't pay attention to the Bible. 
if you don't pay attention to the word of God or to a relationship with the Holy Spirit, then I have a challenge with accepting your ideas because I'm wondering where you're getting your inspiration from. So I think that the, for me, the most important thing that anybody who wants to do this should do is to have a relation with the Holy Spirit. Now, let's look at you talking about a religion and Christianity. What about those who don't believe, who have, who don't have belief in the Holy Spirit, and they, they think they can? They, well, they, they then, I, then I can't help them. I can't tell them. But your first advice that anyone who wants to be a speaker should first connect with the Holy Spirit. That's so. So I I speak from a Christian from a Christian background. If you if you're not a Christian, I don't know how else I'll help you. Then probably we'll go to the second most important thing that you should do. What is that? Which is learning. You you should know that you are as a speaker you are actually a learner even before you're a speaker. So you advise every young person anyone to go to speak to to be a learner to have a hunger for knowledge. And you, 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 you don't become restricted by school curriculum. You don't become restricted by what you studied in school. You don't become restricted by your age, your environment. You just make a decision that you want to learn about the world and how things work in the world. Great. What, what, what will be your top three secrets to share with young people that you experienced all these years? Top three secrets. Yes. One, find your calling. Find your calling? Find your calling. Find what God has called you to do. Find your gift. Find what God has gifted you for. Two, excellence. Always determine that you do better this week than last week. This month than last month. This year than last year. Always determine that you do better. That if I did this last year, I want to do better this year. And have a clear, concrete plan to establish that in your life. But many times we... 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 We want to see improvement in our lives. We want to see progress in our lives. But somehow we seem to think that it will happen automatically. That will just be a gift from God. But honestly, improvement in life is not just a gift from God. It's a result of obedience to a principle. And you need to obey such principles to improve your life. So one, so, you mentioned that about find our calling. Find your calling. And two, pursue excellence. Pursue excellence. Yeah. The third is to, is to deliberately create momentum in your life. One of the things that I do is I deliberately create momentum. At no time in my life do I want to be less busy doing anything. Do I always have something I'm doing. I always, I must always have something doing concerning my calling. There must be an event I'm working on. There must be a book I'm writing. There must be speaking engagements I'm doing. And even if they are not there, I must create them myself. So I deliberately create momentum in my own life. And if you want to do well in life, if you want to really be a sportiva, you must learn how to do with it. You, you shouldn't expect... I have actually come to believe that the greatest opportunities that will come to you in life are the ones that you create for yourself. Because it's the ones that will create for yourself that will propel and compel others to create opportunities for you. If people see that you respect your own gifts, that you take your own calling seriously and passionately, that's when they are willing to give you an opportunity to perform. So these are the top three secrets you want to share with everyone. Find your calling, your purpose yep. to pursue excellence and, and to create momentum that, you, that basically creates a platform or prepare yourself to believe in your gift and then to make room for, for you in other places. Too. Yep. So these are the top three things uh, you want to share with us. Now let's look at lastly to your, your latest book for launching, um, Take Off. Why Take Off? <laughs> I, I, I travel around the country speaking to thousands of young people and every day I'm approached by many of them who have brilliant ideas, great visions, fantastic dreams. And then you ask them, so why are you not 
working on this and they say mm-hmm. I've no one to help me. Waiting for people. I'm too young. I'm not ready yet. So I just want to tell people that take off. Whatever gift, whatever dream, whatever idea that you have, you there's off. no time like now. Take off. Start now. If you want to become president of Ghana, you can start working on that today. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point in my life, I wanted to become president of Ghana. And, and, be, and believe me, I, I, I paid so much attention to government that I even learned how the president addresses a crowd when he starts speaking. That's mm-hmm. how intense I am about preparation. You know, so whatever you want to be in life, really, 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 really work hard on it. Work hard on it and take off. So his message to you is take off. Whatever you want to do, uh, begin today. Yep. Take off. Where can we get access to the book, especially digitally? Well, um, take off is on Amazon.com, Kindle, Amazon.com. And then we are yet to do distribution in outlets in the various bookshops in Ghana. But if anybody wants a copy, they can call this number 0246-8826-32. and it will be de- delivered at your doorstep. Yeah, I think let's get on the lighter side. Um, are you single or crabbed? Or? <laughs> I, I am I'm a, in a very serious relationship with a very beautiful, spiritual, intelligent young lady. And... Um, Sooner than later, we should be going to the altar. All right, so by next year, you'll be expecting the invitations to come in. Next year is too sooner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JB, I would want to ask, give us your billion-dollar word for the world out there. Speaking on writing and career, vision, talents, visions, dreams. Capacity. Capacity. What has brought you to where you are now will not take you to where you want to be. What has brought you to where you are now will not take you to where you want to be. So keep building capacity. Keep expanding yourself. Expanding your knowledge base. Improving your skills. Adding to your skills. Adding to yourself. Keep improving the way you appear. Keep improving the way you speak. Keep improving the way you write. Keep improving everything that has to do with your career. Build capacity. Build capacity. All right, Jeremiah Boabin, where can one connect with you? Well, I'm very, very much active on Facebook. So you can find me, Jeremiah Boabin, on Facebook and you will be in touch. All right, thank you very much for this and for inspiring the youth and the people out there. We'll see you have you again sometime soon. Thank you to Big Easy. <laughs>